crosses the line wins a, a jeep and so that was andrew last year right uh, and, and don't the they have like co2 pistols and rifles so that you know no. there's actually a thing where you shoot at the ducks so that no. you can oh okay that that well that's i'm gonna, no, I'm you gonna have suggest, like a, a nintendo controller i'm gonna suggest that to uh, to mary i think that would be hilarious Alrighty, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. I want to thank Colby Valves for being a Roundtable sponsor for the last eight weeks. We really appreciate you, Colby Valve, and uh, they were our very first Roundtable uh, episode sponsor, and uh, we really appreciate that. I love Colby Valves. They're just great. If you don't know what Colby Valves are, go over and check out Colby Valve, uh, colbyvalve.com. I'm Tony, and I want to welcome all you ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jeepers of all ages. Welcome to the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable, brought to you by the Jeep Talk Show this week. Uh, I'm your host, and I'm excited to have you here for our special gathering of passionate Jeep enthusiasts. On tonight's episode, we'll be asking you, diff skids, you know, this isn't a repeat, diff skids or aftermarket covers. I have some some new information. I, I, basically, I spoke with Greg Henderson, unofficial use only. Uh, top 10 or top 30, you know, whatever the number is, does it make any difference to you as far as whether or not you listen to a show or feel good about listening, you know, having making <laughs> making a good choice of what you're listening to? Uh, and uh, uh, what would you do if you won a Jeep? Where's that rat bastard that uh, that won the Jeep? He's not here. Somebody call Andrew. Tell him to get on the, on the Zoom room. Uh, so, uh, and if we have time, what Jeep do you wish you had never lost or sold? Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. All right, so uh, I, I just want to tell you the our Patreon subscriber count is up to forty now, four zero. This is just absolutely wonderful. Uh, that only means we're just sixty away from our goal of uh, one hundred. Uh, Steve's already planning his pizza party, uh, and I was asking him, did I did I say we were going to have a pizza party, or that would be a cool thing to do? I'm pretty sure it was a cool thing to do. So uh, you know, Steve, uh, I don't know, I don't know what you got going on over there, but it's it's nice to have dreams. So, uh, <laughs> we, uh, for many of you uh, uh, new Patreon uh, subscribers, you have not received your sticker, your Jeep Talk Show sticker. Uh, we ordered a bunch of stickers. They came in, and, and we were able to order the stickers because of Patreon subscribers. Uh, and uh, got, got a couple of uh, Patreon uh, uh, payments in, and we ordered some stickers. And those uh, stickers and other goodies, if you're a, a promoter uh, at the promoter level or uh, if you're at the Love the Show level, uh, you're at least going to get a, a Jeep Talk Show sticker. Uh, the promoter level gets one of those nice and broad read Jeep Talk Show uh, logos that uh, fit quite nicely on a hat. And all you have to do is iron it on. There's no sewing required. So uh, that will be going out uh, tomorrow or the next day, probably tomorrow. They're all ready to go. Uh, all they have to do is be stuffed in the uh, the mailbox. If you're not already a Patreon subscriber, you should think about doing it, uh, especially if your name is Travis. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that later. And uh, just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you will see all the ways that you can reach out to us, including becoming a Patreon subscriber. All right, so now it's time. The, my favorite part of the show, hello, Zoom people. Hello. Yo. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. All right, so, uh, is the, well, first off, is there something that you guys would like to talk about? Uh, maybe that thing about Travis being a Patreon subscriber. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not, yeah. He didn't even contribute to the hello. I mean, come on. I know. Yeah. I was <laughs> muted. <laughs> 
I was hey guys, I'm not a Patreon. He's, but he's, I'm here. We're going to make him cry and he's going to leave. You, you know, you'd only be 59 away from 100 if we could get Travis off his ass. That's right. That's Dude, exactly old. right. Oh, 50, only yeah. 59. In, in three months, he can do it, though, right? That's right. So, uh, no, all, all, all kidding aside, it, it's wonderful having all, all of you guys as listeners, and especially you guys are here for the, the Zoom meeting every week, the roundtable, and uh, it's, it's very important. That's a lot more important than uh, being a subscriber, but you know, if you don't push for the subscriptions, then uh, it's just too easy for people to just, you know, not subscribe. So, I'm playing the game, uh, reminding people and uh, begging and pleading and uh, all, all the other stuff, so... All right, so I was eyeballing the uh, and I, and the reason why I had to ask about this is because really the brand because Rough Country isn't always the best brand. I think they have some good stuff, but you never know uh, what you're going to get. It's kind of a bit of a mixed bag. So uh, I gave uh, Greg Henderson, an official use only, a call and was asking him about the ninety nine ninety five. It was a, a Dana forty four M two ten. Uh, skid and that's for the rubicon only but of course i have rubicon axles on my gladiator uh, with the, the max toe package i checked with rough country and yes it, it will fit the uh the the sport ass max toe uh front um axle and i was going man 100 bucks that's not bad and then i really don't have to worry about anything getting up into the the diff cover because the skid's there and you know i, I thought that would be a great thing and, and let's see i think i think greg called it uh Chinanium, Chinesium. Uh, he says the the problem with uh, with skid plates, if you don't know uh, the metal that's being used, uh, it can cause you issues. It'll it'll bend, it'll get up into the diff cover, uh, so on and so forth. So he recommended, uh, and the, I guess he recommended uh, the only one I remember is the one uh, that he recommended first, which was the ARB diff cover. Uh, but because it's specifically, I think it's uh, ARB, uh, Dana, and Spicer. Uh, don't quote me on that. All take in fluid dynamics, the 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 diff fluid flow uh, inside the uh, the housing there. So, uh, and I'm sure you guys know, but the ARB cover has that that uh, not really a notch, but a little area for the ring gear to to spin in. So, uh, but but yeah, he knew about fluid dynamics, and uh, he thinks that is important. I had read it was important somewhere, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we've all seen the Banks video. <laughs> So, Tony, I think I, I think I saw the name of one of the other published episodes about this. I know you and Wendy were talking about it recently on a you know, flagship episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the skid and the dip, I've always thought of them as, as accomplishing two different things. Um, the, the, they both protect, you know, the, the pumpkin or whatever, but, I mean, the skids you use, like we would use any other skid, like a slider. Mine is, mine is got a bow tail on the side or whatever, so they can kind of slide off and it does more than just protect. You can actually use it while you're wheeling uh, to kind of kind of get around things. So, oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's a benefit. So yeah, I think I think that's I still run the the metal cloak uh, aftermarket diff covers as well, um, just because I peeled back my factory one already. So I just went and replaced them both. It's not that expensive. It's pretty cheap insurance. Um, but I I. I I love the skid. Like I think that between the two, if I was only choosing one, I would choose the skid. That's the way I was thinking. And uh, uh, Greg says it's not a bad way to go uh, if you if depending on how good the skid is. And he also told me to stay away from aluminum because uh, the aluminum has to be about three times thicker than the metal. 
think Larry runs on some uh, equipment of the skids under his Jeep. Larry, swap him out for the yeah. The, 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 the well, I think I think cold if, roll. If you're uh, talking skid, a skid for the yeah, dip, no. You're well, losing think, ground clearance because your skid, your your differentials are already the lowest point. So you put a thick skid yeah. on that, and you're losing more ground clearance. Well, the uh, they measured that they measured that on the uh, the, the, the looked at a video for the rough country, and it was a quarter inch lower. So it's not a lot, but it just really depends on the terrain you're in. Well, I think it depends. I think it's front and back. You're looking at well. I think it's front and back as well, right? Because if you look at the front, like if I had to pick one or the other, I would do you know a new diff cover, right? Because you're more likely to smash into something with the cover being on the front. But in the rear, I would do just the skid, right? Because the cover is facing backwards. So Mm -hmm. you know. I'm not really planning on backing into something, and I'm more likely to get hung up on a rock or, you know, have some other issues where that skid would be more helpful versus a cover. Right. Well, I think on the yeah, on the and on the rear, I mean, if you if you're dealing with one that can get peeled off, the the diff the diff or the skid on the, the skid back is at least going to stop that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. Greg mentioned so something but, interesting that I wasn't, I didn't think of. He said that uh, if uh, if you drive a little too fast off road, like he has a tendency to do. Uh, he thinks the skid's a great idea because you could always uh, hit a rock or something hard enough to break that uh, cast iron uh, diff and put a you know take a notch out of it. And of course, uh, there, it, nothing's going to fix that other than replacing it. Um, so uh, he actually said it's hard to find a, a good rear skid anymore. Uh, I think he said uh, nth degree or ninth degree. Uh, who used to make a really good skid that uh, rear skid that even protected uh, the yoke. Uh, so that's what he recommended was getting something, look around for somebody that makes a, a nice heavy duty, uh, skid, uh, that uh, protects the yoke. But uh, again, he said that it really probably has more to do with how fast you're driving off road. Um, so, so Tony, one thing I, no, two things, uh, one, the, uh, there is a, a person that makes for the JLJT rear next venture has a yoke protecting a rear mm-hmm. skid. You, be prepared to bring out the credit card for it. But um, one thing to look at on the front diff of the earlier JLs and I think JTs is um, until about 21, they have a drain plug in the bottom of them. And so that is a great reason to put a skid plate on them. So uh, I think it was mid-21 mid model year is when they switched to the, uh, the axle without the drain plug. So if you look under see a drain plug there, I'd definitely go skid. Good. I'll have a look for that. I remember hearing something about that, but I, I have not checked mine yet. And as far as the the make a good one on the rear, uh, I know we talked about it before, but I I can say that that metal one that I have on the rear, I put the entire rear of my Jeep's weight on it when I got turtle on a rock on the back side, and no deformity, nothing. Which is the other thing I was concerned about was that it would form to the point where it would make service difficult because you could get the cover off and all that stuff would be tough yeah and, and then the, the conversation about aluminum versus steel really aluminum is more for the the big flat panels the, the belly skids and that you i wouldn't run aluminum skids under individuals like that like a diff or a control arm skids but i would for i do run those aluminum ones for the big bigger belly pans where you get more surface area yeah yeah, oh, I was going to ask. The, I was going to ask John is the but when you do the metal cloak uh, skids, you have to do the metal cloak uh, cover as well, right? Not in the rear. That, okay, that's uh, only on the front. front for the jails. 
Yeah, when you go to the JL and there's like actual numbers, right? You're familiar with was it M two hundred, M two, whatever, like like for instance the, the metal club front skins two twenty or two ten, whatever the Willick. Um we found that out with a buddy of ours who was trying to buy one, even though it's a what a forty four front, you would think that the standard Willie is what it would work, but it it doesn't. So you've got to be kind of careful there. But for the JKs on the rear side of the of the equation that you don't have you can run any diff cover you want back there it, oh, okay, it mounts cool. to the tubes with u-bolts and then it mounts around the pinion guard area with u-bolts mm -hmm. so there's no yeah. no specific rear cover you have to worry about good 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 the, on the jl and maybe even the jt the rear the rears from metal cloak i think uh, depending on the years you have you may or may not have to drill a hole in the the, the webbing on the side of the differential too in order to mount that one and in the front one you, you do have to have the cover and the skid plate because the skid plate actually bolts two of the bolts in the skid plate are in the cover itself the one out on the metal cloak is if you look at the pricing the the front skid and cover if, if i remember right it's like 150 for both yeah, so not only are you, yeah it's, it's it's a great deal and um just a side note uh, if you have the drain plug, you have a different pin setup on the side, like the 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 gussets on the side of the differential are different. So if you, mm -hmm. if you have the drain, you need a different skid plate, at least for the metal plug one, than if you don't have it. I may be overly concerned about uh, fluid dynamics, but uh, as I recall, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, the metal cloak doesn't really have anything to do with fluid dynamics. It's just a cover, uh, hemispherical it, type of... Yeah, but uh, it's rounded, though. Yeah. Versus a lot of the flat surface ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not flat, which you can well imagine that would just be a splash factor. But yeah. uh, I think it, I think it looks a lot like the stock one. Exactly. And I, I and I think that uh, if I was uh, if I was just if it was just an off road rig, who cares? But driving on the road, 80, 90 miles an hour, uh, or uh, one hundred and twenty five, like uh, uh, Greg does in the three ninety two, he was driving mm -hmm. Bill. So what I'm hearing, Tony, is that unofficial use only needs to come out with a set of differential skids. He may. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, Tony, I mean, one great. So if you don't have the drain plug on the front and don't and don't want to worry about a skid plate uh, for the front, the Dana one. You know, one great thing about Dana is Dana is the manufacturer of the axle, so you know it's right, right? And it's not. I, I think it's what one fifty or something. So it's about the same price as the ARB, anyways. So if you're if you're gonna do one, but just watch out for your track bar down aftermarket track bar. But does uh, but does the Dana diff cover come in red? Because the ARB, ARB one does. Yeah, the yeah, Dana one comes in like three. Thing. I think it comes in three <laughs> different uh, colors. I think it's like blue, red, and black. Yeah, I'm just pulling it up here on Amazon to have a look. Yeah, don't <laughs> encourage him. <laughs> you mean Northridge, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I look at it up. I look it up on Amazon. Look at the price, and then I go over to North, Northridge. Put in the the discount code that we have for Patreon subscribers. See what kind of discount I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spicer has that uh, that little uh, cubby hole for the uh, for the ring as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I, I just need to get something uh, before, and you know, and I'm I'm probably being overly concerned about this, but before I go to EGS 2024, uh, I am uh, looking forward to uh, putting a few things on there. So whenever I hear a a pop and crack, and uh, <laughs> it's not cereal with uh, milk being poured on it, uh, I just feel a little better about it. I go, yeah, I got I got armor on there. I'm not worried about it. Do you got armor cages cage covers for your taillights? Then is that what you're looking into? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I was about to say, I think Rough Country makes those. <laughs> I, I am going to make sure that anytime I take a nap out on the trail, I give myself at least 15 minutes before I start trying to crawl up uh, shelves. I think the problem was you didn't have enough lights on the back to see the tree. I was really sleepy from all that uh, metal masher action. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun, though. Yes, it was. All right, so I think you guys know about this. Uh, that uh, we we uh, I guess maybe about a year ago or something. Uh, Feedspot uh, said that the Jeep Talk Show was the number one uh, Jeep uh, podcast. Uh, and uh, here recently, uh, they came out with another one: uh, the top thirty talk shows, not Jeep related, not automobile related, just talk shows. Uh, shows that you know they talk. I thought every podcast did that, but who am I to judge? And uh, we're actually we were actually number six on that uh, top thirty, which I was really surprised because I figured it was going to be thirty nine or uh, twenty nine or thirty point five. But uh, nope, number six. So we were actually in the top uh, from that the top thirty list. We were in the top ten. Does that make any difference to you guys? I mean, I know you're here anyway. You're you're already here. It wasn't something that brought you to the show. But when you see things like that that are advertised uh, out. Uh, on the uh, the interwebs, does it make a difference to you? Do you do you think? Well, I should check that out. Not really. I think I think. Well, I guess you you could say if I was looking for a brand new one and I've never seen the heard of the episode or anything like that, um, that would guide me. Google reviewed us, so you know things that you can kind of look at. But you know, with podcasting, you can look at the title, you can look at the the episode, and start listening to it. I with it, then you'll stay listening to it. If you don't, you don't, right? That's the beauty of podcasts because there's so many options out there to listen to. You yeah. don't have to really commit to, to one. So, um, but as a listener that's already been listening and a part of it, what it means is, you know, maybe someone else will uh, hear that and it'll make them uh, want to come out and wheel with us. And the more the merrier, right? Right, exactly. Well, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. If you are... Uh, Telling somebody about the Jeep Talk Show and, and trying to encourage them to listen to it, would that be something that you might say to them? Like, hey, it's uh, one of the it's the number one Jeep podcast, and uh, it's uh, the number it, number sixth um, uh, most uh, liked uh, talk show uh, podcast. Would that be something that you would use to try to uh, get somebody interested in listening to the show? Rick, Rick from Arkansas. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I mean, to tell people, hey, it's not just. Uh you know, some backwater, back walls that nobody knows anything about a show. It's, it's actually entertaining. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, for myself, I found the Jeep Talk Show the same way I found, you know, when I, I'm, you know, a gun enthusiast as well. And, and I was listening to, you know, the gun talk show and things like that. And uh, when I bought the Jeep, you know, it was just natural that I said, hey, I wonder if there's a, if there's a, a podcast out there for Jeeps and, and I looked, you know, did a search, and you guys popped up and started listening. And I thought, oh man, this is entertaining. It's informative, and it's a bunch of Yahoo knuckleheads just like me <laughs> that loves jeeps and gets yeah. on here and talks a bunch of crap. So yeah, exactly. I, I just fell right into it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, it, it, and I'm sure you guys can understand it. It's it's just like your wife telling you you did a you did a great job with the kids or thanks for cleaning the garage or something. It makes you feel good, but it's this kind of like a you thing, not really a a, a, a worldwide thing. 
Uh, and of course, when we, uh, you know, we we do a lot of stuff here on the on the show, and it's nice to be recognized uh, by uh, these uh, these entities. Which I'm, I know they're not doing it selfishly. They they want to be talked about uh, on the internet, and so people will go over to feedspot.com and check out their services. Uh, but and I understand that it's it's all uh, as long as it's a win win. But I just kind of get the feeling that it's a lot of fun hearing you're doing a great job. Uh, but it, it, I get the feeling it doesn't mean that much to the general population. I don't, I'm I'm surprised not more people, especially as many Jeepsters as there are out there, and and you know maybe with the the more exposure that the Jeep Talk Show is getting because of. You know all the uh, all the visits to all the trade shows and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and thank God for Chris. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can. I mean, I can't imagine it's not going to grow exponentially with all the new exposure and everything as far as that goes mm-hmm. with yeah. with the target audience. Well, don't don't forget about Julianne too, because uh, yeah. she's she's hilarious and she's very interactive. And, and you guys heard the the the, uh, the suggestion I had, right? Those little uh, baby carriers that uh, where the baby faces forward. I want to get one of those things for Chris and uh, Julianne, so because that'll really draw in a bunch of people. <laughs> Awkward. Do you want? Yeah. Do you want her to stay around? And talk or what? <laughs> oh, she's fine with it. She thought it was hilarious. She keeps telling me, "Oh, you you can't say say or do anything that'll run me off." I said, "Okay." I'll. Is that along the lines of calling your listeners rat bastards? Yeah, let's accept it. I still think that's fun. <laughs> the show's going to grow. The show's going to continue. I mean, I, I go back and I and I, I give all you guys a hard time because I've been here. I don't want to say anywhere near the beginning because I know when the show started, but I've been around. And when Campfire Side Chat started up, you know, I, I was a part of it. You and still I've miss been that, here don't throughout. you? <laughs> I do. I do. On a late Thursday night, just half in the bag, sitting around a campfire. Well, you it know what, Travis? Good. Travis, you know what's really going to help the show grow? What's that? Subscribing to Patreon. It might help. It might help. I told you I'll be back one of these days. I just got to. I got to take care of me first. I got to tell you before Travis would talk about you know subscriptions or anything like that before the show. He says, "Are we on the air?" So of course, of course, we have to call him out while we're you know actually on the air. Yeah, but that's that's also why i love this show it it is it is the guys a group of guys sitting around talking trash having fun it's entertaining it's fun and i'm not a subscriber guess what i'm here every tuesday night batting up these guys everyone is welcome to do it everybody's encouraged to do it i need some more backup but i mean it's it's the show's going to keep growing it's going to keep doing better you you know when a fly is buzzing around your head i wouldn't call that chatting up (laughs) and gals are welcome too absolutely well there used there used to be a bunch of girls on the show i i was i missed a few tuesdays and all of a sudden they're gone i don't Uh, know what you guys did you got your answer travis they missed you and they figured well he's not coming back don't you remember that was it you were all liquored up so uh jamie from girls play off road actually contacted me tonight and said uh, that they, she had a few things to do she was going to try to make it uh, make it here tonight so uh jamie jamie may show up so uh we may be seeing jamie again here on the uh, uh on the zoom room i mean in the uh, the round table I, at least i hope so they took pressure off of me so i don't mind it all right just just a note everybody look at the chat so be ready. Hold on. Hold on. Ready for what? 
Yeah, my chat says BRB. Be right yeah. back. So he's going to be asking questions. So we got to write down what we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. He, oh. Needs to, he needs to have a recorder going. So if you guys don't know, last week, Roger was gone for 10 minutes or so, came back and was uh, making uh, asking all the questions that we'd already asked and answered uh, for the 10 minutes that he was gone. It was so funny. It was just one of those things. And in the exact same order that we talked about them, it was just, it, that just doesn't happen. All right, well, we're moving right through these questions. We may have time just to do a general chat here. Uh, so uh, if what would you do if you won a Jeep? And, of course, I'm talking about uh, the, uh, the, what is it, uh, Bill, the Duck Regalia that happens? Rubber duck, yeah, Rubber yeah, Duck Regatta, Rockwall, yeah, Texas. Regatta, Walk, Rockwall, Texas. Uh, we're going to be inter, uh, interviewing uh, Mary, uh, so that won't be uh, this Friday's interview, but next Friday's interview. Get a little information on the uh, the Rockwall uh, duck regalia and of course all that is 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 that they take all these little rubber ducks they got the numbers and stuff on them you uh you can't buy a duck you can't rent a duck you have to uh, adopt a duck uh and uh they they race them uh in the uh, this uh, this pool system bill you went there didn't you what what was it what is that thing yeah they have like has? a giant fountain there like a multi-tiered fountain and so they load up all the ducks in there and then they let them go over the fountains and then they have a little thing at the end where it kind of funnels them down to like a single channel to where only a single duck can cross the, the finish line. And so okay. they have a, mm-hmm. the first three ducks win a prize. So the first one that crosses the line wins a, a Jeep. And so that was Andrew last year. Right. Uh, and and don't the, they have like CO2 pistols and rifles so that, you know, no. there's actually a thing where you shoot at the ducks so that no. you can. Oh, okay. That, that, well, that's, I'm going no, to suggest like a, a Nintendo controller. I'm going to suggest that to, uh, to Mary. I think that would be hilarious. You could rent a, you could rent a gun. <laughs> yeah. You are in Texas. You I should was, be able to rent a gun. I was going to say it's Texas, damn it. <laughs> so if you win, the, you win the Jeep, the easy answer is you sell it. No. <laughs> Man, that's a freaking free spot. So, Steve from Chicago, it, that would be my daily driver then. That, that way I can make my uh, the jail that I've done all the work on my Rubicon last for me longer into life. So, 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 I've already got the best generation of Jeep, you know, the JK. You got a TJ? I thought you just had a JK. Okay. TJ? <laughs> no, you said YJ? What? You <laughs> did say the original Wrangler. Original is that the same Jeep that was on my trailer? You <laughs> <laughs> knew that was coming. Awesome. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> but it looked really, Mic drop. It looked really good up there, I'll say that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so this is a base model that they're giving away, and they're giving another Jeep away this year as well. And uh, I think uh, Bill is uh, is going out there this year. I believe you're going. Uh, yeah. I think Andrew is going to go. I think he's uh, contractually obligated now <laughs> to, to go. <laughs> and uh, but it's a base model, so he got a, a standard uh, JLU. But it's a JLU. It's I mean, it's a nice Jeep. Uh, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's just the the base model. Up on jack stands right now, but you know, what's he doing to it? He's doing a bunch of work on it. Oh I'm my god! Well, well, if the Jeep's free, then you just then you can buy the thirty thousand dollar axle, right? <laughs> oh, you got it all wrong. If you've already got a Jeep, like he did, then you immediately sell it because a Hemi swap's about thirty grand. Yeah, that's what I do. But I'm boom. Well, that would be hard to give away a Jeep, though, wouldn't it? I mean, a free Jeep, just uh, I'd I'd ha- I'd more more than likely hang on to it for a little while. 
And if that's if that's a tw- I don't know if they're giving away a twenty three or twenty four, but if they're giving a twenty four, the the standard features on a twenty four stupid, insane compared to your JK and your JL. Yeah, yeah. on a base, I want to still say it's it's you're still getting the larger screen, you're still getting adaptive cruise, you're still getting the safety features. You know, it you you don't have an axles, you're not having a forty four float, you're not having certain features. But you've got a lot more, you know, it, it, it comes down to what are you doing? If it's a daily driver, it's perfect. I don't, I don't use adaptive screws when I'm uh, wheeling. I, I don't either <laughs> when I'm wheeling. But I've got adaptive crews on my Jeep, and I use it every day on the highway going to and from work. Base models every day. have that, Travis. I believe the base model. I believe it's standard on a twenty-four across the board. I'd be I surprised. Could be wrong, yeah, I mean maybe but so, but the, sure. the twenty-twenty-one Gladiator it was not standard. No, and, and that was that was a change because that was a feature I added to mine when I purchased in twenty-two. But if I'm not mistaken, and again, y'all can call me out, and I'm sure you, you will. Oh, we never call you out. <laughs> is across the board standard with. Adaptive cruise, the the larger screen. That's about it. Adaptive I know, I know a lot. So the larger screen definitely is, uh, and I think adaptive cruises. So they've they've separated out. It used to be that you'd have to do safety one, which is blind spot and uh, the rear sensors, and then do adaptive, and you don't have to do that anymore. So, which is a it's great all thing. One package. If, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna you know. Put uh, oracles on the back and or whatever you're gonna you know replace the taillights and then you know the blind uh, the blind spot monitoring goes to shit anyways and then I don't know if anybody's found a rear bumper that will actually work with the the backup sensors and you already got a camera anyway so why pay that two or three grand whatever it was you can literally not select that package anymore and still get those cool safety features uh, be a man delete that shit. <laughs> yeah, but why pay for it and then delete it? <laughs> because you, you, they, they they don't let you buy it without. And I will t- I will tell you, I'm towing this trailer across the country. Even with the, so, I've got the Oracle set up and I've got uh, the Taser turned off the blind spot monitoring, and that bastard still beeps when the uh, trailer where it's when it sees a trailer, which is every time I change lanes. So <laughs> I, I, I would pay to not have that. <laughs> Take the sensors off or unplug them. I mean, that's what I did. Walk it. No, no so, so it's, it's the, uh, uh, it's the blind spot monitoring that's doing yeah. it. And I have it turned uh, off taser already, but it still is so close that it sees it. <laughs> yeah. That blind spot's annoying. Every time I get in like a, a creek bed and it sees mm-hmm. the side sides of the, the walls of the creek there, for an extended amount of time, it throws this huge air and tells me my mm-hmm. blind spot systems all work. Yeah, I've had that happen off-roading as well. When I was up in Holly Oaks in Michigan, there was so much dust. The sensors got just caked and it shut down. It's like, if you're, in, if you're in, like, if four low, it should just turn that shit off. Like, who's yeah. in the blind yeah. spot section and four low? Um, somebody in a glider, you're backing into a tree. So, <laughs> unplug your doors. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, uh, Un- unplug your doors. You know, That's Steve. The first, I mean, you know, Steve. Me uh, Walmart doesn't have a drive-through, so you can't back into Walmart <laughs> when you're when you're shopping for clothes. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a long way around, but you guys got it. So the the prize is a 2023 Jeep Wrangler. They say no cash option is available. 
and you have to be from Texas because they don't want to deliver. Uh, you know, well, I'm you not sure about that. that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, well, I'll, I'll ask. Know. I'll ask Mary about that uh, in the interview because uh, I think I asked about it last time, and uh, I think they put the onus on the the winner to to get the get the Jeep and you know and transport it wherever it needs to go. Yeah. But there's no cash out. I wonder if there's like a Jeep performance parts trade off like at the dealer. I'm sure at the dealer they would do a swap or something where they would just you buy another vehicle from the dealer. Or uh, yeah, let you up, let I let you option it up and order one or something. Yeah, exactly. Or a, a crate Hemi from the dealer, right? Like, from the yeah. <laughs> I think we're getting a little out of the uh, scope of the price. Good lord, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Center force clutch. Yeah, that's probably free Jeep and attend every. Yeah, that probably would be a good option because uh, it's going to be a standard transmission, whatever the base model is. Then I would imagine the base model is a standard transmission, which is not bad for a Jeep. Uh, although the the problems that they they had with the JLU uh, clutch system and I think even the uh, the transmission weren't great. Well, I hope by twenty twenty four they had that fixed out. No, no. Uh, I guess it really just depends on how much money it uh, would cost them to fix it. Uh, I still uh, think that either McLeod or Sitterforce should uh, go in there and, and uh, put all the the clutches in, and uh, and you know it's going to be taken care of. So the TSB I saw was uh, down right in the motor. So it, uh, yeah, it I saw that. Power, oh, God, that was power horrible. <laughs> Less torque is always well, more fun. I'm going to say the same as Ed, uh, they went away from transmission is my my excuse, right? They uh, what did Larry say? European, whatever they went to, because I know the ship pattern's wrong. Yeah, definitely. It it definitely. Is reverses on the other side on the new ones but from what from what i was told that when they reflash it, it as it gets hot it uh it pulls power so i guess i don't know if that's the sensor in there monitoring it or something but you can't pull it up and see the temp anywhere but i don't know i don't know how it judges when to start backing the power off so it's like an iphone battery like if they start packing off the power of the iphone as the the battery gets hot and old it's likely a calculation similar to how I think Bill, you're saying the Honda does the uh, air pressures, where it's kind of taking a reading of something and then inferring that the temperature is, is getting up there. It's not like an actual yeah, sensor. It's looking at other things and inferring that you got a problem. Yeah, because I keep getting the uh, the thing from Jeep about doing that flash and. Every time I go one, I tell them, do not do that, because if I, if I change the clutch out, which I plan on it, I'm still stuck with that with that flash. Well, not just the clutch, right? I think the center force guy we interviewed on this roundtable a couple weeks ago or whatever said that it was the entire hydraulics they had to swap out of the JL. Not, not right. Just, it was the slave cylinder, like the throw-up, I mean, every part of the hydraulics they had to replace. Well, and the, the big concern, right. though, you have to look at is the failure is bad, but the failure is clutch explodes and goes through your bell housing. Right. Like it's 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 a it's a bad failure, it's like drag so racing it, failures. Yeah, yeah. I think I told uh, I think I told McLeod uh, the the gentleman I interviewed McLeod that they need to come out with a, a transmission blanket as a as a fix. One of those ballistic transmission uh, covers. Well, the word "clutch explode" is never a good, a good statement, no matter what. No, there's little soft bits that are really close to where uh, that bell housing is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
stuff you use to uh, walk around on and stand. All right. All right. Well, uh, so, uh, oh, I know. Uh, so if you were to win a Jeep, would you keep the Jeep you currently have? And I, I think that the answer to that is obviously yes, but but, but you guys may have a different uh, take on that. I'm going to be like you, Tony. The XJ1 owner, blah, blah, blah. Mine will be that, that JK at that point. So mm-hmm. yep. I custom ordered mine when I ordered. This is the first Jeep I've ever had. I'd always had big trucks, like 2500s, 2500s, everything. Right. And I customized this in 2017 because we couldn't find one on the lot with a manual Rubicon, all that kind of stuff. So my build sheet that I still have has my name on it right at the top of it with a window sticker. And so this one will never be sold. So that's why I was saying earlier, if I won one, that thing's getting sold. But I'm not even going to put real tags on it. I'm, su- I'm surprised you wouldn't keep it and uh, maybe just drive it, leave it stock, and drive it around. Nope, not at all. There's that's a, a hemi There's that, a, that, that's a lot that, more. That's a lot more stuff you could do to the JK, and you wouldn't have to worry about it being a daily. I've already that's got a lot of gas for the JK. Yeah, I've already got another daily. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Like I, I would prefer to take the money selling that thing and be looking at like hemi Atlas, you know, tons. Yeah, know. that's fine. That's fine. There I'm you just, go. I'm yep. just giving you some what ifs there. Yeah, I've got a I've got a vehicle I drive on the pavement. It's made just for pavement, and it's great on the pavement, and it gets great gas mileage. My Jeep that I've got now is the one that I'll keep forever, and and I'll end up spending as much as you would for a a three ninety two one at the time I'm done with it. But mm-hmm. that's why I I would just I would sell the new Jeep. Especially if you keep sinking in the lake. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say, not everybody upgrades to submarines. <laughs> That's a special talent. Special talent. Somebody's going to run across those uh, those two ducks that took off. And I still I still say it's two ducks that floated out of your Jeep. Because uh, I remember seeing them there in, in the lake in the video that you posted. Uh, but uh, somebody's going to find those and go, oh, look at this, little ducks. Who, what were they doing here in the lake? Uh, that's just really, really weird. <laughs> that was this rubber gu- rubber duck uh, regatta training. He was having his own regatta. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, he was he was training his duck. He's hoping to get it, get somebody to adopt it for the, the wall. There you go. All right. Well, so winning a Jeep would be uh, Jeep parts. And it would be interesting to... Uh, to find out if uh, the dealership that was going to sell you the Jeep, if uh, maybe they would uh, uh, do you a crate engine or uh, upgrades or, you know, like an axle or something, uh, uh, a Dana float, uh, a semi-float or full-float uh, axle. That would be uh, that would be kind of a cool thing to get, too. Um, On the low-power performance parts, the catalog, the Hellcat 6.2 liter is $18,000. Oh, get two. Have a backup. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, that, that gets you halfway there, right? You know, right off the bat. Yep, there you go. I, um, I, I might do like a like a two-door Willys, Willys, you know, Willys or something. You like uh, you like watching Beast in the Wheel of that green one around? Yeah, I mean, it looks like fun, right? I mean, I don't know. Do something a little different. That wheelbase is different. I mean, we were on the back way to Crown King in Arizona, and three totally different Jeeps, mine, Bills, and a buddy of ours with a two-door. And just the way each obstacle, how you had to attack it, it's it's amazing how different that wheelbase makes. The deal wheelbase and then ground clearance really changes what line you take. Yeah. Did you need the a Hellcat? Two doors are fine. Two miles an hour? Oh, you need a Hellcat. That, stop the question there. You need a Hellcat. Oh, the, Hellcat's, the Hellcat's for the highway, not for the... For 
You're just more low. You're just idling everywhere. You don't even have to hit the gas. Which means you're back to two pedals, just the clutch and the brake. That's all you ever have to use. All right. So I think the the overwhelming majority here is uh, sell it. Uh, I, I still would like to see what you actually did because uh, Andrew didn't sell his. Uh, he may have wished he uh, he had sold it by the time he had it back in the, the into the dealership to fix the uh, the clutch and transmission issue uh, after what three thousand four thousand miles, uh, and those weren't uh, hard miles I don't believe either. So, uh, but well, that, uh, in Texas you've got sales tax obligation as well at least, right? Yeah. So that's going to be anywhere. That's a pretty hefty hefty sum even once you win. Well, yeah. it's not just sales tax too isn't that like in- income tax too for on the it, well like in south dakota if you win a car you pay a prize tax on it right that's isn't that considered is. like income it could be well it yeah. certainly certainly would be if you sold it like i think he said he had to pay something like 12 grand or something wow i thought it was not a thirty thousand dollar g i thought it was like three or four thousand dollars that would have just been the no because they charge you up they charge you a bigger tax. Like when you get a bonus at work, it's taxed higher that's than like, your income. Yeah, that's like fifty-five percent. I think that's yeah, a stupid. We're, well, well, you get taxed on the bonus because you're you're going into a new tax bracket on the estimation of FICA. There's your your uh, ta- tax, like if you were getting withheld for making a half million a year or something. I mean, we are, we are, we are taxed and retaxed and retaxed. We're overtaxed. And you know, if they're using this to develop, uh, uh, human made UFOs, that's great. But give me one of those damn things so I can fly around in it (laughs) or at least give me some time in it. Um, yeah. So anyway, so, uh, the, 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 the last question we have here before we get into a free for all, which is kind of what we do anyway. Uh, what Jeep do you wish you had never lost? Or sold. Devo from Chicago, my '98 uh, XJ. I don't want to with the inline six. What was the story? I do uh, Steve. I know you've told us before, but uh, what happened with that when you were starting a family? Or I can't. Yeah, remember what I, picked, it was. I picked up an 04 Grand uh, WJ, which I enjoyed the WJ, but the only offering I ever did with the WJ was uh, the beaches at the Outer Banks. That '98 Cherokee I used in Colorado and. Down here with the local clubs, and I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go back and, go? And, and look and see if you could find Where another another XJ? No, because when I bought the uh, the Wrangler, that was my ultimate goal eventually. Anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, the The Wrangler's fun. I remember when we first got the TJ. Uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That was actually the first vehicle I had looked at. The first Jeep I had looked at buying was a TJ, and it took a, a number of years before we got it. And uh, it, it's a very fun, a very fun vehicle, and very different from the uh, from the XJ. Not that the XJ isn't Jeepy. It's just a uh, a more uh, I guess uh, like a station wagon type setup. This is uh, Randy and Spring. Uh, for me, it's most recently my uh, Commander, and. Uh, had some engine problems, so it looks like I'm not going to be able to afford to fix it. So yeah, I may have to sell it. I was behind a commander the other day. I thought those commanders were really neat when they came out. Until I found out they got uh, negative uh, three miles per gallon. <laughs> yeah, ten to twelve. Yeah, I had the five point seven limited. It was awesome. I took it to Hidden Falls before I met you guys. That's what I would take to Hidden Falls. Thought, thought the four wheel drive did really well, and you know. I just I, I don't believe in selling a Jeep, so I, I wanted to have three. Right. Yeah, and it's uh, the other problem with it was it was IFS, and uh, I don't think 
<clears throat> IFS. I mean, I, I think IFS can be done right, but it's, uh, it's very expensive to, to do it right. Who else uh, has a Jeep that they wish they had uh, never uh, either lost or sold? I had a 92 YJ that I wish I would have kept. That was like my first Jeep second vehicle I ever had. Yeah, there's somebody on here with an 89 YJ that he just loves. I know. I, I didn't want to trigger him. <laughs> I, 89 YJ was the first thing I lost, and, and that's my biggest regret. I was driving to a, a green light. A lady ran a red light and totaled my first one. Tony, it was red. Red with a gray saw top, five-speed, you know, 4.2, six-owner, beautiful Jeep. And I had it built up as a kid, and... Lady ran a red light and it was totaled, gone. That's the da- uh, that's the danger. The that's the danger in any of the Jeeps that we take our time, especially whenever they're. It's like John; he's doing a lot of stuff to his JK. He has no uh, no aspirations of getting rid of it, but a uh, just somebody that's not paying attention can can ruin all those plans in an instant. Yeah, I mean, the only it, problem it, it led me. It well, it did lead me to the one I have now, and and the one I have now, I do have more memories in growing up with. I do have more memories in. It is my baby, but had I had that original first Jeep I ever purchased and bought myself, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I might be more in tuned in Jeeps or or more knowledge. I I don't know. You know, I was down maybe maybe six months without a Jeep. Uh, but that that was my baby, and and you always like red Jeep, red Jeep. But my second was a black, mm-hmm. and I bought a black Jeep, and I've been black Jeep ever since. But my goal as a kid, I want a red Jeep. That was it. Well, you were a big man on campus uh, with that, uh, oh, that yeah. Jeep in high school, right? Oh yes, sir, I was. <laughs> I did very very well. All ten kids on campus. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing that was wrong with my '92 YJ was it was a four banger. I still wish I, I still wish I'd have kept it, but it was a four cylinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking that it Jeep. really doesn't matter uh, what your. It's usually the first vehicle you have. You have that uh, that wondrous feeling of freedom because now uh, you can go a lot further than what your feet would take you or your bicycle would take you. And it's just this huge feeling of freedom. So you can just have a, a huge piece of shit. And it's still that wonderful vehicle that you had, and you still remember it years and years had, later. Or the girls my, you had in it. Yes. My, my first yes. one was, 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 wasn't huge. It was miniature. It was a, my first vehicle was a two-door Pontiac Le Mans hatchback. And let me tell you what, and the Le Mans, they, they shrunk. <laughs> I was right with you till you said hatchback, and I don't know what the hatchback Le Mans yeah. was. They, they were about the size of a Geo Metro. Oh, jeez. The, two, the two-door hatchbacks, yeah. It might have been a Le Mans, Pontiac Le Mans, but it wasn't the old one. Yeah, no. I remember those. Those were neat. Yeah, but it was a four-speed, and the damn thing got up and moved pretty good because it had twin, I think it was an overhead cam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it moved, but yeah, I was happy to get rid of that for the Jeep. Um. So uh, who else? Uh, and, and and really, come to think of it, it doesn't have to be a Jeep. Maybe it's a, a vehicle that you got got rid of, uh, or it was got ri- gotten rid of for you, like a tow truck coming took it away. Uh. What 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 do you wish you had again? I actually got it, uh, David from Kentucky. Um. My my papa got rid of his CJ seven. My, because my dad had a YJ, a red YJ, 
uh, rust and all. And it turns out um, that, that the family couldn't buy it back in a few years ago, uh, about two, two and a half years ago, I was able to buy it back. But when I bought it back, they took the oil pan off the 318 that's put in it. Uh, motor's locked up. Uh, we're in. Now. <laughs> so I'm in the process of rebuilding it. And with my dad, it's been kind of a pretty, pretty way to connect with my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a great lesson and to learn, too. Kind of shot. <laughs> yeah, it's a great lesson to learn, too. It's a great uh, confidence builder. Because uh, if you uh, if you know how to rebuild an engine, uh, that's probably the the biggest part of, of knowing how to get a vehicle going again. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can half-ass, but uh, the engine has to do uh, some some basic things to be able to get you down the road and, and be reliable. So well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that, uh, you know, how you put all this time and effort into the love into something and just have it ruined. Look what happened to Josh. No. Right? Yep. He's just, he just finally got that XJ on the road and sat for three years. Yeah. You don't talk about that. What did happen? Yeah. John, John doesn't want to think about that. He doesn't want to think he's out of the garage now. Hell no. Hell no. The amount of, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears I put in the JK, the amount of uh, watching it on the trailer on the way back from Arizona because it was stuck. I mean, yes, I was got lucky enough to drive Bill's Jeep, which is dramatic. But the whole time you're driving this awesome Jeep and you think you'd be enjoying it, no, you're staring at yours on the trailer and you're like, shit, what's wrong with it? You know, how am I going to Yeah, and you it? worry about it. How bad is this? What's it, what's it going to take to get it back on the road? And yeah. Oh, did you did you hear about Julianne's uh, JK, uh, John? Uh, locker stuck and she couldn't get it unstuck, right? Right. They did the, uh, the, the flat blade screwdriver trick and still wouldn't come unstuck. So... Pull the whole diff cover off, or they just go through the whole the fill hole. I think they went through the fill hole. That didn't work, so they pulled the cover off and uh, tried to get in there and uh, do things to it, and uh, it's still locked up. I think they were able to get it to move enough where the the, the little uh, indicator light said that it wasn't in four wheel drive, but the the tires still chirp when she makes turns. The, uh, what I read with that one is if you can't use the screwdriver to fix your problem, you've got a magnet issue, and basically your lockers post yeah i think that's what greg henderson was telling her greg greg was uh, one of the people that were not i don't think he was underneath the, the jeep doing anything but he was diagnosing it i hope not it's a hell of a field repair though pulling the diff cover because you're talking about the skid plates and diff covers beforehand mm-hmm. but when you're looking at those skid plates that's one thing to consider is if you have to pull that cover is that skid going to prevent you from being able to pull that cover um you know especially on the trail yeah. Oh, I mean, she has the um, still has the uh, the the all the factory stuff, factory uh, uh, gears and stuff in it. And I told her this is a great opportunity for you to, because she's on thirty seven. So I told her it was a great opportunity to uh, change out the uh, the gears and put ARBs in there and get rid of the the electric stuff. That's a that's a good question for a future episodes. I know we're out of time, but I'm I'm actually in the the market looking at upgrading to the the D sixty semi flow rear. Mm-hmm. The, the air locker versus e locker debate is very very interesting mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot to that so i obviously don't want to go into it here but um, no it's that's a great subject and uh yeah it'd be nice it's always good to learn something I, just because i've i've kind of honed in on the arb i, I decided that's what I, the lockers i was going to use the selectable lockers i was going to use 
uh, just way back when, when I was researching it, doesn't necessarily mean that's the, the best option. I think it's a really good option. It's a real good, safe option. It's a lot more complex option, though. I think that's what's always been my, my Achilles heel on it. It's so easy to just put 12 volts to something to make it work. Well, yeah, work. but that 12 volts requires a spring. It requires magnets. It requires, you know, what all the, the other things that have to go along with that 12 volts. So, yeah, it, it, like you said, it'll be a good, a good discussion for, uh, for future. And, and, and personally, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to the synthetic lockers because I know those are going to sell big, even, though, even if they're crap. Uh, well, hell, they'll be a lot better than any cable lockers. But, <laughs> but they'll be great because they won't be in the sun or around pointy sticks. So it's a win-win. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. It's, <laughs> it's always nice to be right about everything. <laughs> Talking about myself here, John, not you. No, I was, I was assuming the wrong was yourself. <laughs> Anybody else have a vehicle that they wish they still had? Or, or better yet, uh, how many of you guys go to uh, Craigslist, if anybody still goes there, or Facebook Marketplace and cruises for another one of those uh, uh, original vehicles that you had? I, I loved my 83 Chevy short wheelbase uh, pickup Silverado. And I will go cruise the Facebook Marketplace occasionally looking for uh, an 83 short wheelbase four-wheel drive. I was about to go there, Tony, but I was trying to keep it cheap. But my one big regret was that my very first vehicle ever was an 84 K20 with a 454 and an SM465 four-speed. And it was a four-wheel drive. But I really wish I had that truck. Yeah. That, that, that square body was just, it was awesome. Well, you know, all you got to do is find one. It can be a, a really big piece of crap and then just get it to Greg's uh, shop. He'll fix it up for you. Yeah, I'm good. I think if I'm going to spend that much money, it's going to be on a Jeep. <laughs> no, but yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, that, that 83 uh, uh, truck was just amazing with the, the four-inch lift, and it was all leaf springs and uh, 37-inch tires. Uh, it was, uh, it was a, a chore getting up into it. And the standard back then was six-inch lift. I actually went with a four-inch lift because just because I wanted to sit down over the tires a little bit uh, nicer, and uh, uh, it was funny because people would stop, come over and look at it, and try to figure out if it had a lift on it because it it kind of looked like a factory uh, a factory setup, uh, which I never understood with the tires that big. But uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun to drive. I remember I had saddle tanks. Uh, or at least I had two tanks on it, and that was it was expensive to fill up back in '84. So, <laughs> of course, it's all related to how much money you're making. And that's it for another Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. Uh, I really want to appreci- tell you how much I appreciate you being here listening uh, to the show. If you're a first-time listener, uh, go over to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, send us an email. Tell us what you think about the first episode of the Jeep Talk Show you ever heard. And don't forget uh, that there is a huge back catalog of uh, episodes to listen to. I mean, this is episode 885. So there's 884 episodes that you can listen to. <laughs> hey, coming up uh, in our next JTS interview, uh, this coming up this Friday, Alan Howard of TrailGearOasis.com. Check this out. It's a really neat uh, thing that you can put on the back of your Jeep and uh, use it for tailgating. Uh, put you put you down some uh, some chairs and to sit there behind your uh, your Jeep and enjoy the outdoors uh, out of the Jeep and in the Jeep. 
And that brings us to the end of another exhilarating Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. I want to express my deepest gratitude to our incredible panel of Jeep enthusiasts for sharing their valuable insights, experiences, and expertise with us today. Your passion for Jeeps is truly inspiring, and we're grateful for your contributions. I also want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our listeners who joined us on this adventure. Your support and enthusiasm are what keep us motivated to bring you the best Jeep content out there. Remember to subscribe on our Patreon. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, you'll see how you can subscribe and be a Patreon subscriber and uh, you get goodies uh, whenever you become a Patreon subscriber. You can check it out right there on our Patreon page. So until next time, keep those Jeeps running strong, hit those trails with confidence, and remember, it's not just a vehicle, it's a way of life. This has been Tony hosting the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode and we'll catch you on the next ride broadcasting since 2010.